Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you. I want to hear it. I thought Mortal Kombat was so dumb, but it was so, like, it was just a popcorn movie. It was bad. It was, it was, but it was better than the old ones. I will fight you. No way. I, better than better than Annihilation? Hands down. <laughs> Everything is better than Annihilation. Annihilation is, so is a garbage movie. Better than the original? I will fight you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty close. That's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but I'm yeah. so smart, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean you're Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from his apartment, <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's from the third circle of hell, it's Tim Hansen. Ah, fuck. I haven't read Dante's Inferno forever. I can't remember. I don't remember which one it is. Hell. No. Is that where it's cold? I feel like that's the same. Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> it's cold in it's here. A long, it's a long time here. since I read I'm in hell. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I was not. Didn't need a. Uh, Sean, have you read. I have not read Dante's Inferno in a long time. And I do not, not remember what I Yeah, not. I haven't read it since college. Hmm. Ooh, is reserved for the gluttonous. That's totally me. There you go. Nailed it. The, uh, the only. Uh, Dante's Inferno I've ever had was the demo of the Dante's Inferno video game mm-hmm. for I believe the PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cross-platform, but yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've no, I've no response to that. Uh, I did not know that they made a video game out of the literary genius that was Dante's Inferno. <laughs> uh, I was not expecting that, but cool, I guess. It was a bit ham-fisted. <laughs> Welcome. To, uh, we're, just, we're just moving on. We're just moving on. Welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among the many fine podcasting platforms uh, where our podcast is bought and sold. The premise of our show, as always, is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, delicious glass of rose. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, let's get to the wines that we are drinking. Tim, you're staring directly at your bottle. Yeah, I was trying to read it. <laughs> you want, Reading you, is cool. You, you want to tell us about your wine? Sure. I am drinking Relax Pink Rosé. It is a Spanish rosé with fresh aromas of strawberries, raspberries, blah, 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 crispness, soft round finish, blah, 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 blah. But it was bottled by some German company, so I don't know if this is German trying to make a Spanish rosé or a Spanish rosé outsourcing their bottling services to German uh, Germany. Uh, but RelaxWines.com. It is, it's fine. Um, it is very sweet and fruity. 
originally I thought it might be a little like too much that, but like if you're into wine coolers, this is probably your speed. Excellent. I am I am drinking a bottle of berry cream rosé from California. Um, I drank the same wine uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I, had a, I had a first bottle of it, and this is the finishing of the second bottle here. Uh, I find it to be a very sweet rosé. My wife noticed the 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 uh, the dryness of it as well. Uh, and when I when I went downstairs to say hi to her between episodes, she said ultimately didn't like it. <laughs> uh, was not a fan, uh, and says not as good as I thought it was. Uh, I disagree. Uh, the back of the bottle says that it is ideal for salmon sushi, pulled pork, or BLTA sandwiches. Uh, I have not had it with any of these, but I could imagine it be very being very good with a pulled pork uh, or a delicious piece of salmon sushi. Delicious. Mm-hmm. I think I got to make some pulled pork now. <clears throat> Dude, mm-hmm. yeah, just 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 let it sit. <laughs> enjoy some crisp rosé and enjoy uh, delicious slow roasted pork. <sighs> I went the other route and was like, "Damn, I need sushi." I know I, that, that's actually the first one I thought of too. I was like, "Dude, I haven't had sushi in a while." I, I had sushi last week, so I'm like, I'm pretty good for at least another week or so. There you go. There you go. All right, Rich and Sean, talk to us about your rosés. Uh, we are drinking what's. To say was pronounced X, A I X. Um, it is Vin de Provence X. Um, Sean, do we want to read the back and we do every other word? So, like, I'll go with X. Please don't. Rose. <laughs> this is good take forever. Kill you. Is hey murder you premium dead. province rose made with dedication and passion. Enjoy the notes of soft, ripe summer fruits such as. Watermelon and strawberries. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say something real quick. Um, at the end of our last episode, we ended it with like a 45 second long moo, and yet it is now no longer the le- the least enjoyable piece of audio we've ever produced on the show. Somehow, in some way, you didn't like my moo. <laughs> I'm well, Tim. It's not the least enjoyable piece of audio we've ever had on the show. And I Challenge can say accepted. that with a straight face. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Going for a minute 15. <laughs> uh, I have our next uh, email of questions. Uh, and again, you can email brosequestions at gmail.com if you'd like us to answer your questions on the air. The first question is, what's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? I know this. It is... The two pieces of cheese. <laughs> Still. <laughs> that Matt brought to our wine and cheese party. It's There's, the gift that keeps on giving, baby. Yeah, two pieces of processed cheese that Matt brought as a joke, but they still exist. They're not moldy. I don't know how they're still going. This party was like going. six years ago. Yeah. Are they cheese or cheese products? It's, it's probably, cheese product. yeah, cheese product. So that's, that <laughs> explains a lot of it. Mostly yeah. plastics. This is somehow like the the rung below like Food Lion store brand singles cheese. Like this was cheaper than that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Food Lion allowed a cheaper product than their store <laughs> brand to be there. Like like Food Lion saw this singles product in at the price point and what was in it, and they're like, we, we can't compete with this. Like even as a store brand, we can put this as low as possible. We still can't compete with whatever they're selling this at. So uh, it's still alive. Yeah, they Sean's still exist fridge. in my fridge. Alive. Yeah, it, it, it might. Well, it, they, they, it might they have achieved sentience now. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to run for president in a couple of years. <laughs> oh, uh, 
Tim, what's the strangest thing in your fridge? I feel like we don't really have anything strange in our fridge. Beer, soda, wine, mm. all the, all the things that are normally in the fridge. The closest thing I can think of is uh, some hot sauces from last year's Parker B that I've slowly been using, but I still have a couple of them because they're delicious and like I want to savor them. Mm-hmm. Um, or or the concoction the. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like an orange concoction thing uh, that Matt, you had gotten me for my birthday. Oh yeah, the, it was like birthday. a mixer, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like an, an infusion mm. thing to infuse for like old fashions and stuff. But honestly, I've just had it straight up over ice. Nice. With uh, and I'm and I made it with uh, bullet bourbon. So it was nice, mwah. delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. But that's not weird. It's just like not normal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 like it's it's not outside of like I don't know, like the Overton window of of fridges. Like it's not like oh yeah, like yeah. you're growing a pet in there or something. It's just it's not something you you would normally have on a week to week basis. Totes. And and similarly, I don't think there's anything in there that's like we don't have anything in our fridge that's particularly bizarre. I think the weirdest thing is probably almond milk, and that's not the most bizarre thing it's just not milk and so therefore it's going to be the weirdest thing in our fridge i suppose (laughs) um and and we enjoy almond milk because i like the taste of it um it's a little bit less in calories than normal milk um but i think it gives people the wrong idea because remember a couple years ago tim uh your wife uh sent me a text uh while they were at this while you guys were at the store and sent me a picture of it was like lactate milk and said, have you ever tried this? And I was confused. And I said, uh, no. <laughs> and she was like, oh, it, it's, it's like, no, I think I've ever had it before. And she's like, oh, yeah, we were looking at it. I think it might be really good, you know, if you if you have to drink almond milk. And I was like, if I have to drink almond milk. And I responded like, I don't drink almond milk because I can't, because I'm lactose intolerant and can't digest milk. I just <laughs> like almond milk. <laughs> like, it's not a dietary thing. It's just a choice that we've made. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably the one that's like the furthest in the outer bounds. Yeah. If only because of that text. <laughs> um, Rich, what's the weirdest thing in your fridge? Um, I'm not really sure. I think I have some sort of like, maybe it's like a champagne or wine-esque beverage uh, bottle that was in there since I've been living here that for some reason I just don't have the heart to throw away. Please do before that explodes or like turns into some thing that may be alive. <laughs> it or runs pr- for president with the cheese as vice president. <laughs> for it, it probably already has turned into something. And I just, I don't know why. Like every time I look at it, I'm like, I should throw that out. But then I'm like, I'm going to have to pop the cork. I'm going to have to dump it out. Uh, and I'm not just going to throw it into the trash because I'm going to have to dump it out. I mean, just throw <laughs> it in the trash, dude. Yeah. Come on. It's, just it's either that or I still have uh, my bottle of uh, the Palm by Whispering Angel um, <laughs> in my fridge from what was it two sessions ago? Because I just forgot I had it in there. I mm. like I looked in my fridge. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's still in here." Yeah, mm. the Golden Girls aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fridges, man. 
<laughs> oh, I think I thought of one, and I don't know if this is weird, but you guys can be the judge. Is it weird having a uh, small jar of pickle juice just for pickle bags? No. No. That's not weird? No. Well, I, I think I think it qualifies if you wanted to give it as an answer, but I don't consider it weird. We did that in, uh, oh, okay. in my house when I lived with a uh, friend of the show, David Bennett, in Delaware. Yeah, I, like we we have a jar, and it's just like as we finish jars of pickles, it's just like there goes the pickle. Yeah, juice. we we keep that. Not I, I've kept jars of pickle juice not just for picklebacks, but also for um like if I'm making fried chicken, I'll use mm-hmm. that in like my egg mixture. I'll just dump like yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit of pickle juice in there. I've mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do uh buttermilk uh fried chicken, but and a lot of the recipes call for pickle juice, but I'm like I don't eat pickles, so mm. there's no point in me buying the pickles just for the juice. I would love to just buy pickle juice. Rich, just send me the pickles. I'll eat them. Okay, <laughs> dude. Uh, next, are delicious. next time you guys are over, I'll get the pickles. Just give you the pickles, and I'll keep the juice. Let's house a bunch of pickles. Oh. Help Rich out with his pickle juice problem. <laughs> One step closer to an in-person brose. We're almost there. <laughs> we we are we are six eighths of the way vaccinated. We mm-hmm. only have two more shots within the four of us to get. Yeah. So. Yeah, but guys, I'm not so sure about this second one. <laughs> I will end you. I, just, I don't know, man. I mean, I've been reading a lot of stuff, like some really interesting websites, like uh, like like PatriotEagleFreedom.gov.org, uh, <laughs> and yeah, boy, I'm just telling you. One America News Network. Yeah, One yeah. America News. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're garbage, right? Stop, yeah. stop, yeah. The, stop the steal.org is telling you that like you become a lizard person if you t- get the second shot. I know. This really interesting uh, virologist expert, Mike Lindell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, all right. and and the uh, the the doctor um uh shit all right bits over I can't remember his name. oh Doctor Boner McFarland Do- yeah, no Doctor Doctor <laughs> uh, remember Doctor Doctor Joe Rogan is saying that you just have to work out and you won't get the virus so uh, I mean wait, 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 wait. Yeah. we're not piling on to Joe Rogan here <laughs> I mean, people have, people are understand where Joe Rogan is at this point in his life he's always I don't know um. What was your favorite toy growing up? My White Ranger Falcon Zord. Hmm. I had a Winnie the Pooh uh, stuffed bear forever. Mm. And like, it might have only been second, nah, first, probably first grade when it finally like disintegrated uh, from overuse. Or just like whatever, uh, but ever like anything after that was just kind of like, yeah, I enjoy this toy, but like it's never gonna be Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, can never beat Pooh. <laughs> I had one of those like marble building sets, like like the marble tracks that I really loved. Um, I really like that. I also had a stuffed toy that I really liked. It was Simba from uh, The Lion King that I was a big fan of. Simba was my boy. Nice. Um. I will say it's the marble thing because I, I remember that, using that and getting a lot of, of that a lot of value. I think uh, my parents were excited with the dollar to use value out of that one uh, as far as, as toys for me. What about you, Sean? Um, I remember one uh, Christmas, my mom got me all of the Power Rangers. This, they had like the flippy heads. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. love those yeah. things. And so that that was probably those those are probably it because I I just remember playing with them and flipping the heads and thinking that was so cool. What was the flippy head thing? Explain like that. Like they would just have like a regular head, and then you'd press a little button, and it would flip to their helmet. 
Uh, like the, the center, oh, the center oh. section of their torso, like the back of the front would pop out, and there was just like a swivel of like the Power Rangers mask. I do remember this now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Cool, John. A lot of Power Rangers. Or- Power Rangers toys were also big. I, I did. I don't think it was my favorite necessarily, but there was a Megazord toy that we had that I was a big fan <laughs> it's- of. My my household, or at least me and my brother, uh, we were big into like the Transformers and Beast Wars and stuff. But I didn't have the um, uh, um, the what's the word? Why am I bad with words right now? Because uh, English. Yeah, the 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 motion, like the 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 hands to actually the hand eye coordination. Yeah, the, I guess so. The hand eye coordination to um actually be able to properly transform them. And they oh dexterity yeah they became a little too difficult at, at some point for me at least so mm-hmm. I was just like I'm just, I'm gonna stick with my uh, uh, one and a half two foot tall serpent Terra and and white uh, white ranger um, uh, uh, falcon sword and just play with those all the time mm-hmm. yeah any other toys I used to love toys? transformers there was that was there yeah, was transformers were cool yeah. But the ones I got were never the ones I wanted. So I was always slightly bitter. (laughs) Like, I got one of the Optimus Primes. I was like, but I wanted Chitar. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I I remember during Beast Wars, there was the uh, Griffin character, uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. And my brother wanted that toy so bad. And so my mom told my grandmom, Eric wants a Quicksilver Beast Wars toy. Well, she got a pack of Beast Wars that combine into each other, and one of them was called Quicksilver. And my brother was so upset because it wasn't the Quicksilver he wanted. And no, it's not this. My one. my mom would just be like, "She thought that's what that's what it was. Just we'll figure something out." <laughs> uh, the next question is where, or excuse me, when do you feel the most in control? Never. Never. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that's like on a psychological level because my most frequent dream is uh, driving a car that the brakes don't work. Ooh. So that like the very obvious of that is like you're not in control of your life right now. Mm. And I have that dream regularly <laughs> <laughs> and have since I was like 15. Mm. Most is there a time if you if the answer is never for for feeling in control is there a time when you feel less out of control then I guess you got more influence or sway or or volition uh go to someone else <laughs> <laughs> uh, no all right all right Rich when do you feel most in control uh when my house is clean um, that's a good one like when everything's done like until everything's done I'm just my head is all over the place, but once my house is clean and dishes are put away and this and that and everything's done, mm. I'm just like, great, I can relax. And then the next day, I have, I just feel out of control again. But like for a little bit after my house is clean, I'm just like, it's all good. It's all done. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sean? What do you feel most in control? I feel most in control after I take my anxiety medication because like it it calms me down to the point where i feel like one of my 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 biggest things is that i'll look at all of the things that i have to do and it'll they will just 
just coagulate into this giant ball of stuff that feels insurmountable. But when I take my anxiety medication or if I uh, take some time to like uh, do some mindfulness meditation, I like I can break it down into its component parts and I feel like everything is manageable then. So once I like get my anxiety levels down to a point, either through like doing some mindfulness or taking my medicine, um, like that's when I feel the most in control because I feel like everything that I have to do is just is everything is a, a manageable little thing as opposed to a giant ball of shit that I have right. to deal with. Right. See, Rich and, and Sean, it seemed like you took it as like, okay, when do I feel like most in control of of, of life almost mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. my, my task was and it's like, okay, I have to have X, Y, and Z in order to do that. Yeah. I just took it as which task do I feel like I'm in most in control over. And for me, it's cooking because um, like there, there are certain tasks in my life where like, look, I, I feel like relatively in control at work, but there's still, you know, a lot of stuff that is sort of me just reading and reacting like or, or you know being you know moving doing stuff based on outside influence you know a lot of activities in my life are are you know i'm I'm sort of just one force that is involved in the in in the whole thing but cooking like there's a little bit of that i'm not in control of but for the most part it's just like dude i'm there like i got i got the pan going if i have something in the instant pot going i'm rolling with that like i i feel like there's a lot of stuff going on and i'm capable of handling a lot of things at once in the kitchen but i'm always like i know like I, i'm like okay that this is only going as far as i need to like i'm baking this cornbread right now um but i've also got you know some chicken in this in the pressure cooker and that's getting that's getting shredded in a few minutes so I can make some chicken salad. And, you know, they, like I, I feel very in control of that because there's like a number of different tasks that I'm taking care of at once. And because I really enjoy it. I love cooking. So it's 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 I think that's part of it is like I'm encouraged to, to be in control of that because it's something that's good. Like it's, I'm contributing to the household because it's something for me and my wife to eat throughout the course of the week. It's something that I like doing. And it's something that like I just I feel like I'm I'm. Uh, to steal a Seinfeld term that's not in any way related to this, master of my domain. <laughs> uh, not in any way related to this activity, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. It, on days where I am overwhelmed, I will try to find those things like cooking or playing certain video games. Like for me, it's uh, playing City, City Skylines. I feel very in control when I'm playing City Skylines. Like if I'm overwhelmed, I will sit there and I'll turn on that game and I'll build a city from scratch. I never play the same city more than once. Um, and it's just like it that's it gets me into that like calmed, relaxed headspace. Video games are a close second as well, because like, I mean, you literally like, look, you press a button and the dude does the exact thing that you ask him to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like or, or the cursor does exactly what you needed to do. So, yeah. Tim, have you thought of a, a an answer for this one? Yeah, honestly, it's just going to be a generic uh, when there's no one around. Uh, my biggest issue, cooking is a great example, but as soon as any other person enters my purview, everything goes out the window. Hmm, okay. Uh, and honestly, planning for anything, everything goes out the window because it's just there is now a new thing a new element being added into the mix that I literally have zero control over. 
And even if I can effectively communicate, like, this is what I expect from you. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. Doesn't mean they're going to do it how it needs to, needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, by the way, I blew everything up. So, <laughs> hi. Um, that's not a thing against Martha. Like, she, I, lo- <laughs> I love her. <laughs> because we were talking about cooking. Who else am I cooking? I was going to say, Tim, you, you can just say my name, and I'll, I'm sorry about the pulled pork tacos, dude. Like, I you thought, son of a bitch. You, you said high pressure on the pressure cooker, and I thought that's what you meant. And I turned it up to maximum, and then, you know, then you have to move because I blew up your And then we had soup, but that's besides the nah, point. Eh, eh, um, eh. No, so that's that's I think that's my biggest issue is when I'm a, trying to accomplish anything or work on anything. Um, the, I try to think of literally everything that can go wrong and come up with a contingency plan or not even a contingency plan of like, oh, well, if this does this, then this is just like to be aware of it so that if it happens, I don't freak the fuck out or like catastrophize that like everything is ruined now because i hate to be that person but having all of that going on just eliminates my like i may seem like i'm in control and reacting calmly but it it drives me nuts and i feel not in control in any way shape or form so if no one else is involved i feel fine Mm. Mm -hmm. so the only time i feel in control is when there is zero people around so or i have to interact with no one so what i hear you saying is if you're ever holding a dinner party and i show up i won't i need to constantly ask you what you need me to do in the kitchen over and over and over I mean, I will never host a dinner party. Martha might host a dinner party, in which case I am not in control already. What, what, so. what I am hearing then is if you invite us over for a dinner party, I should respond with, great, here's what I want from Moe's. <laughs> I don't think we have a Moe's around us. Do we, so. do we not? I, it's just disappointing because I love Moe's. Moe's mm. is great. I've only ever had them uh, hanging out with you guys. That was a sleeper because because um, Moe's was out in Pittsburgh uh, mm-hmm. in Market Square and everybody's like, oh, Cadoba's great. Oh, Chipotle, all that. Dude, Moe's is better than all of them. And it's because they don't, <laughs> they don't try to do like, oh, we're trying to be healthy. It's fucking Moe's. It's, it's, <laughs> it's oily, greasy. It's delicious. It's really, really good. I, I prefer Cadoba over either. Mm, big mistake. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Uh, on the subject of eating out, uh, the next question. If your food is bad at a restaurant, would you say something? 100%. I will not tolerate bad food. I'm paying for this. It's going to be good. Well, here's my question. Or like tolerable. Here's the question, though. It depends on what bad is. Is it bad or cooked incorrectly? Because if it's just bad, correct. That's the thing. Correct. If it's just bad, like if it's it's like I ordered this and like oh I don't you know I don't like it and I ordered it like shit that that's on me. Like that's my fault. Correct. If, if you you you're, you're if right. I ordered yeah, if, but if I order to your point, if I order a medium steak and it comes out blue, then I have a problem. <laughs> then I will Definitely. send it back. Like what? My favorite example is when Martha and I went on our honeymoon. There was like a eat on the beach experience. Blah blah blah. blah. It was really nice and romantic. But like I, we ordered our steaks. We ordered medium rare, and uh, it was like blue. Yeah. And, and and I was just like, no, yeah, I'm not gonna eat this. And it took forever for service to come around. And they're like, yeah, we're not eating this. Like, thanks, but we're just gonna go back to our room and get fucking burgers for room service. 
And like the guy came out and he's just like, oh, have you never had medium rare? And I'm like, no, I exclusively eat medium rare steaks at this point in my life because that's what I know what I like. Don't try and bullshit me and tell me that's medium rare. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I like so that because like, it's like, oh, it's, like you're like you're the wimp for not enjoying. It's like, oh, I guess you're not hardcore <laughs> enough for this medium rare, <laughs> like, dude. It, and he tried to tell me he's like, well, this is medium rare. I was like, that is absolute bullshit. You'll kill somebody. Don't try that. to give me this crap. Don't try to tell me that I'm wrong when you guys cooked this incorrectly. That's yeah. the pits. That's the Pittsburgh sear. Is when you like char the whole outside, but the inside is is still like alive. <laughs> like it wasn't even charred it was like c- cooked nicely outside so when they dropped it off i was like cool this looks really nice it's not like over it's clearly not overcooked and it's got like a nice texture to it and then we cut into it and i'm just like what the fuck yeah it's cold in the middle yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's gross yeah yeah they send it back at that point if they if yeah. they genuinely give you something that's just wrong Mm-hmm. But yeah, to Matt to Matt's point, if I ordered something to try it and I just don't like it, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Like fuck me. Yeah. But like, if you've cooked my meal wrong, I'm gonna tell you you did it wrong, and I'm gonna expect something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna be super picky. And be like, oh my god, it's slightly too salty. Like my my mom is the worst, and I hate going out to eat with her because she always finds something wrong with <laughs> her food, and it's just like, no, your food is fine. You just suck. <laughs> <laughs> And she gives the Day waiter episode. hell, and I was like, "The waiter, <laughs> yeah. the waiter didn't fuck. The waiter didn't cook your food. Leave him the fuck alone." Yeah. Where was I? Didn't order broccoli. You explicitly ordered broccoli. <laughs> Shut up. Where Where was this at an hour ago, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tim. Yeah, when Tim was said, "What food is reminding him of his mother?" It was like, "Whatever it is, is getting sent back." <laughs> it was two weeks later. Uh, or a week later, whatever. Sean, if food is bad at a restaurant, will you say something? Um, I. If it's if it is wrong, it it also has to be like very wrong because I always I feel bad putting it on the waiter because like like Tim said they didn't make it, and so like I always feel bad being like well you have to take this back because then they have to deal with the chef who has to who's then going to be probably kind of prickly about it. So I don't like to send stuff back regardless. Like I'll I will usually just take the hit. But, um, but especially if it's just, cause I like to order stuff that I haven't had before. Like, that's just my go-to is just like, oh, I've never had this. Let me try it. And if it's, if it's bad and I'm like, this is gross, there's an, you know, as we've said, fuck me at that point. Like I just mm-hmm. made a, I made a bad mistake. I made a mistake. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it's just, that's just my taste. Cause food is subjective. Yeah. So some people might like it, but I did not. Like I don't. I found out I don't like jackfruit. That's not mm. my. It's not my jam. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. Yeah. They say it's like it's like pulled pork, and it is not, guys. It is not. Not <laughs> even close. It's nothing like it. It's like a vegetarian describing something that they've never eaten Ex- before. It's like it's clearly just like this. Yeah. It has a similar consistency, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I I I generally won't send anything back, but if if they've made it very wrong, if it's just like not what I ordered, then I will send yeah. it back. And rich. Yeah. I I I'm uh for the most part uh oh we lost Matt maybe. Uh for the most part I'm uh similar to Sean where um if like 
For instance, if I order a glass of milk and they give me chocolate milk, it is what it is, I'll drink it. But if I order a glass of milk and they give me sour old milk, I'll say this this is done fucked up. Like I need <laughs> I, I'm not I How is a glass of milk your thing for like they've fucked up my is, meal? But like I, I'm so like like if I were to order a bacon cheeseburger and it were to come without bacon, I'm not gonna say anything until I see the check. And if the check doesn't say bacon on it, I'm not I, like if the check just says a cheeseburger burger and not a bacon cheeseburger on it. As long as I'm not pay, paying for the thing that I didn't get, then I don't care. Mm-hmm. So like I'm very like right. nonchalant about it. I guess like it mm-hmm. it has to taste, and I have to know that it tastes bad, and is not good for me to 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 call back and be like this there's something wrong with this but if it if there's just like a a level of like i ordered something but they got it kind of wrong but it's still edible then i don't care i'll I'll, I'll just do it yeah then at that point it also kind of depends on like is what they got wrong like something i paid extra for or is it like so like the the bacon cheeseburger bacon always costs more if you're gonna get that on a burger so it's like Cool, I ordered a bacon cheeseburger, you gave me a cheeseburger. I will eat this, but before I finish that burger, I'm going to let them know, hey, yeah, this is what I ordered, this is what you gave me, I yeah. want my check to reflect that. I'm not going to wait until the check gets there, because they're going to be like, no, that's what I gave you. Yeah. yeah. At that point, you're boned, because you have yeah. no evidence. But it's it's like, I, I'm, I'm the person who overthinks, and is like, well, if I tell them I didn't get bacon, are they then going to go and get the bacon? And I don't want to just get three strips of bacon made so I can put it on my burger myself. I just don't, I'm just going to, I'm not going to worry about it until the check comes. Like, I just, I don't want to have any altercations. So, like. Yeah. See, and that's what I, I, I see. And Martha and I have had that conversation. It's like, I don't see some of these things as an altercation. Like, I'm not yelling at the mm-hmm. waiter. I'm just like, hey, listen. I asked for this. This is what I got. It ain't it. Like, but it's it also depends on like what is it? Like, I ordered broccoli with butter. There's no butter on my broccoli. Like, no, I don't. Yeah. Fucking, I'm gonna eat steamed broccoli. (laughs) That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but if it's something I paid extra for, like, yeah, we're gonna have that conversation, and I'm not gonna make it an altercation. It's like, yeah, dude, just want you to know this is what happened. Yeah. Now, if you want to turn it into an altercation, like, <laughs> yo, I'm going for your jugular. Mm-hmm. But there, there's some things that's like clearly e- either the kitchen fucked up and clearly mm-hmm. I'm not talking to the kitchen or the waiter fucked up. And it's like, cool, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm not yeah. going to treat you like a piece of shit because I have worked in customer service. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's other people do. that are like, because it's customer service, so like they let people, they let people get away with murder. And it's like, no, no, no. There's a reasonable expectation of service. It's like, cool. You're packed. You're the only person working here. I will give you a very long... Long leash. Long leash, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say a long leeway. And I was like, no, that was I've set this up with the wrong English. <laughs> uh, I will give you a really long leash. But there's a certain point where I'm just like, no, you are legitimately fucking up. And you, I'm going to let you know that. But I'm very patient. But there's a certain like expectation of like, if you're fucking this up, this has nothing to do with the fact that you're busy. It's just that you're just not doing what you need to be doing. Yeah. But that's besides the point. Yes, if someone fucks up my food, I'm gonna tell yeah. them they fucked up my food. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. The next question. Would you rather look like a potato or feel <laughs> like a potato? <laughs> but I'm <laughs> Um, I, I kind of already look like a potato, so I'd rather feel like a potato. <laughs> oh, boy. Sean is so blown away by this question you had to throw somewhere. I'll tell you what. Sean down. Sean down. I don't know whether or not I look like a potato, but the answer would clearly be for me to look like a potato. Because here's the thing. If you feel like a potato at all times, potatoes are delicious. I can't be sitting around wanting to eat myself at all times. <laughs> Like it but, simply, it simply is not is not feasible for me to be able to get through the average day for me to feel like a potato, to feel starchy, and, and first of all, you'd probably feel gross, or you'd feel like you want to eat your your own body, and that's just it's not conducive <laughs> to me getting stuff done on a day to day basis. Give me f- look like a potato every day of the week, or or you could just feel like a snack, um, and I want to feel like a snack. So well, well, yeah, well, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no. I I want to look like a potato because nobody expects anything of the humble potato. <laughs> and then you just come out of nowhere. You know about the quadratic formula or whatever. <laughs> you just you constantly. Know, I, know, I know the formula for slow. You know the Pythagorean. <laughs> you know a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Whoa! That potato's a genius. Exactly. <laughs> Constantly overperforming as God, a potato. God, that fucking fell the hypotenuse. <gasps> God, just a triangle, build, a triangle creating machine. That potato is. Uh, Tim, dude, I don't like either of these because one, I regularly describe people I don't like and like potato look like an idiot. It's like, dude, you look like a, you are a fucking potato. Was it data? Uh, Wasn't data. there someone? Uh, Recently, that potato. we were talking a soggy potato. Yes, soggy potato. Yeah, sog- soggy potato. He doesn't look like a potato, but he's definitely a soggy potato. But there's people I work with or have worked with, and I'm just like, dude, this. He looks like he's a <laughs> fucking potato. He's dumber than a fucking potato, and that's like one of my go-to's. Uh, so I don't want to look like a potato, but I also don't want to feel like a potato because that's just like starchy, mm-hmm. cold slightly damp on the inside and kind of gross mm. uh but yeah i guess i'll go for look like a potato uh-huh. <laughs> there you go finally hoisted by your own petard <laughs> looking like you looking like a potato uh, at least if i look like a potato i can like pull sean's like coming out of left field gotcha <laughs> yeah, look, at, look at how much this potato's got going for it god yeah. <laughs> look at that potato he's got a wife he's got a job <laughs> look at that potato go outperforming the American dream uh, by his own bootstraps. Um, <laughs> the next question. How much does the amount of traffic affect your mood? Oh, Immensely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An inordinate amount, okay. like more than is healthy. It makes me yeah. so mad. Being we had traffic. traffic on the way. We, we, we drove out to King of Prussia today and I was not even the one driving. My wife, my wife drove today. Um, but we drove through Philadelphia to King of Prussia. And the thing about driving through Philadelphia on a Saturday is don't do it. Uh, it's it's True story. brutal. Uh, it was like three separate slowdowns on the way. Like we spent it was it took like uh, about an hour and 15 minutes for us to get from Cherry Hill to King of Prussia. And for those who aren't from the area, it's a long time. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, half of that was spent just at like the Vine Street Expressway interchange, which is just an intersection. And it was, but it was just trying to get through that and trying to get through traffic. Just people don't know what they're doing. So it's just slow, slow. We hit the light like six times. Uh, it was awful. So, uh, and it did not necessarily affect our mood when we got, by the time we got there. But in the moment, we were both just steamed. 
and just like <laughs> screaming at the both all the cars like maybe not screaming but like we were like the traffic does like and it was one of the i don't haven't experienced a ton of traffic over the last year because i haven't done as much driving so it was like oh god you're this is awful that's right this sucks <laughs> why would i want to do this this is awful true yeah very true story my, my biggest takeaway from this uh story is um Matt came to my neck of the woods and uh, didn't even say hi. I don't even. Well, but you're in the middle of the third circle of hell right now. <laughs> all right. All right. I, li- I like your escape from this. Burned you. I like your escape from this. No, hell burned me. You fuck. <laughs> mm. um, uh, all right. Traffic. For me, traffic doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I've been in horrible traffic and just like, cool. Put on some tunes. Let's go. We get there when we get there. Whatever. Uh, what bothers me is garbage drivers and just douchebags on the road. So, like, I don't mind traffic, but if there is a, a decent amount of people on the road and you have somebody in the left lane that is just doing like the speed limit, yeah, no, I'm not mad at traffic. I'm mad at that guy. Because there is a line of people trying to go at least 20 miles over the speed limit, including myself. And you're sitting in the left lane just like matching speed with the guy next to you. And it's like, get the fuck out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like that kind of shit bothers me. But traffic in general, I don't care. I get there when I get there. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hate traffic. And I avoid driving during rush hours as much as possible. Uh, my mom wanted to have dinner with me last week, and I was like, great, I'll go pick it up, probably around like 5-ish, and I knew it was getting to rush hour, but all I had to do was go out to Cherry Hill, go to Sushi to Go, and then go to her house, which was fine. I could have left by like 4.30 and gotten there, with no problem. But then she turned around and was like, well, we need to run errands too, and then I had to drive during rush hour, and I was just angry the entire time. <laughs> Because I'm driving around the racetrack shopping center in the middle of rush hour in her giant SUV. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't down for it. I hate driving in traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, tra- I was... Today, we were driving back from West Philly. We're going across the bridge. And people were braking on the bridge. And it's like, guys, mm-hmm. we're on a fucking bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. So it's not... What's going on? I don't think... Like re- like regular traffic, like being in rush hour traffic doesn't bother me so much. It's just the no reason people like oh, yeah. slamming on their brakes. People like... Like when you get into a slowdown and then you get to the end of it and there's just nothing there. Yeah. You're like, why did I stop? Oh, yeah, yeah. I become a fucking detective when it comes to that. Like, all right, what could possibly be causing this? And if it's nothing, I'm going, you morons! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you stopping? I will definitely do that. I will absolutely yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. My, my uh, worst uh, experience is when it's snowing and people are going onto ramps that don't have stop signs, but decide to stop anyway in the middle of snow where you're driving on top of snow. Mm. And it's just like, if you stop, you're not starting again. Mm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm also probably going to hit you because I can't stop in time. Mm. And they just come this close to, like, it's the worst. It's like, I'd still have 30 feet between us and I'm going as slow as you are, but you're going to stop for no reason and then make it difficult to start back up again. Let me tell you something. Like, I, I typically, everybody's got their own battle they're fighting. Everybody's got their own thing going on. But let me tell you something. Uh, 
we live in the Northeast uh, and it snows six to 12 times a year. It boggles my mind that no, that, that there are people who don't really know what they're doing out there. And like, look, there's a difference between Every fucking there's year. a difference between like snow being hard to get through and you just being like, I'm just going to guess which pedal works uh, and and see what happens from here and just go left and right and, and go from there. Like, you've got to know by now. You can't live here and not know. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's yeah. verbatim. If you don't want to drive in the snow, I understand that you can't live here. You can't live <laughs> in an area where it's going to snow. 100%. Like, 100% true. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. It's simply a, a – it is a known – is a known complication of living in an area in the, like in the Northeast, like upstate New York or anything like that. Like, yeah, we're not Minnesota, but it happens here. It's a temperate climate zone. That's how it goes. <laughs> and I think I think my favorite part is when like people get stuck in a place that is like, how did you even get stuck yeah. here? Like, I don't. It's not like this is a steep incline or anything. Yeah. And um, this one will probably only be calling out to Matt, but uh, the business thirty in Exton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Right uh, by the Home Depot and the Outback mm-hmm. Steakhouse. Yeah. And it's like, it's a slight incline. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing horrible. I've, this past winter, I've never seen so many cars stuck there. Mm-hmm. Like, or like going to work because that's how I get to work. Right. And just like having to meander around all these fucking vehicles. I was like, what the oh, fuck are awful. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, this is a catastrophe. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah. any other thoughts on traffic? That's the worst. I hate it. Mm. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next question. If you could join any past or current musical group, which would you want to join? It's a very good question. Ooh, that's tough. Past or current musical group. Mm. Those guys in BTS seem like they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to join them. I don't, I don't know if I'd, I'd necessarily. <laughs> I, I I think it'd be like, it doesn't seem your aesthetic. Yeah, they just look. Fuck's that white guy doing there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they can't sing, can't dance. <laughs> like, it seems like a bad addition it's all cool around. Not doesn't really add anything. Um, uh, yeah, good. For me, I feel like it would either be Breaking Benjamin or Linkin Park. Mm. Just be a co-vocalist or. Whatever the fuck I end up in, yeah, there you go. Th- those are the two bands that I I feel I would fit the most with. I like the idea of you join Lincoln Park because then you got um you know during the classic lineup you've got you can hit all three areas because you got the late great Chester Bennington on one, uh, Mike Shinoda on the other, and then you on the other. You got to hit stage center, stage left, and stage right. Yeah, and, and everybody's at happy. some point. It's just like, and at some point, like further down the line, they're just like, oh yeah, and Tim, he's just the fat Chester. Like we get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Flavor Flav. Like Mike Shinoda's doing his rapping, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. That's what they're missing is a hype man in that alternative metal band. Uh, Sean, like the curls in Hollywood Undead. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, wear a mask so you have to hide, so you can hide your shame. Uh, <laughs> to Sean, what, what music group, past or present, would you join? Uh, I'd I like to... sobs as I as I rip Hollywood Dead for like the twenty fifth time. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. I don't care. Um, and why should you? I would like to join Queen. That's nice. a good one. Nice. I think that would be super dope. Mm. Like if Freddie Mercury times, like get out of here. Yeah. What a fucking band. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Even yeah. even current Quinn with Adam Lambert, like, well, they're so like, uh, they're just uh, such showmen. Yeah, it seems like it'd be fun, like a big mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Rich? Uh, there's there's probably I can think of like really only two. One of them would be uh, Goldfinger because I feel like I can do some really good. Give it up, give it up, give it up. I just screwed it up right <laughs> then and there. And I, I can just like I don't even need to play the horn. I can just go. Just vocally, exactly. You're the acapella accompaniment. Yeah, I'm the acapella trumpet. Well, you could be that that dude in um. What's that band that just has the doo doo skanks the whole time? Oh, Wait, man. the dancers? The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah, the Mighty Mighty yeah. Boss Tones. They have one, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, guy yeah, that fuck, just you fucking stole my answer. That was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's, there, there was once a band I saw. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. Uh, I believe they were called Horse the Band. They had a triangleist yeah. on stage, and he would just go up and just beat a triangle the entire yeah. time. Just, just like uh, Will Ferrell in the uh, Blue Oyster Cult <laughs> the sketch. Cowbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really explore uh, the space. <laughs> The the uh, the other one would be uh, the Backstreet Boys because uh, you were my fire, and I'm not going to sing the rest. I don't know that song. Uh, <laughs> never heard of it. Desire, Desire in me. It's too late. late. We're getting copyright strike. <laughs> yes, because you're too good. <laughs> it sounds too much like the recording. Um, I think ultimately the one I've settled on, uh, the, the, the Mighty Mighty Boss did genuinely come in mind because they just have a dude. Do you guys know the story behind that? Why they have the guy dancing on stage? No. no. So they're, one of their first shows, um, the guy, I think the guy was their manager and he's a friend of theirs. And one of their first shows, the guy, the, the, the venue, uh, the guy ran the venue said, you can't have anyone in who's not part of the band. And so they just made up like, oh, he's our dancer. And so for the next, you know, 30 years or whatever, they just kept having him on stage off off to the side, like Royal Oil, come on, bobble and and like just dancing on the side. Like I love it. It's great. It's a great story. As as much as I love Scott, it's shocking that I haven't really listened to the Boston's. They're great. Uh they're they're very, very good. They're very good. Um, even beyond like they obviously they have a couple of singles, like impression that I get and all that, but like they're they're genuinely very, very good band. Um but I would I would be a member of the Hold Steady because first of all, uh, their their higher their entire uh, identity is we're like a bar band, but we're also we want to be Bruce Springsteen, uh, which very which appeals to me greatly. Uh, they do these residencies now, like they go on tour, but basically they just say, okay, we're gonna go to New York and we're gonna do four shows and four nights there, and then we're gonna go to Chicago and we're gonna do four shows and four nights there. Then we're gonna go to London to do four shows and four nights there. And then we're gonna fuck off for the next couple of months, and then we'll record an album. Uh, it's a pretty good schedule; like it's a good deal. Um, and like, there's, there's, they're, they're a classic rock band. Like, I don't know if I've got the talent to hang with, uh, like Tab Kubler and Steve Selvridge, their, their guitarists, but I could hang with their rhythms, and that's just fun. Like, you're just doing bar rock at that point. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. It sounds like a great time. Their shows are a blast uh everybody's dancing all the time they'd they be a fun band to be part of and then you just drink every single song is about drinking so it's, it's <laughs> like it's it's just I like yeah it. like it's it's just you know hoisting up a glass at all times it's great i would love to be part of the whole steady i mean what's what's more like 
What's more steady and holds things steady than a sawhorse, though? <laughs> sawhorse! <laughs> the future band. That's the, literally the point. The official band of the Brose podcast, Sawhorse. Uh, the future <laughs> sweeping the nation. Can you imagine when we uh, have a live show, it's just going to be like Sawhorse opening up for us, and it's just going to be us going up there playing some instruments and then sitting down and recording. I can think of no quicker way to alienate our audience than to have an actual sawhorse show. Before, before we're our sawhorse. We're sawhorse, and man. Now, and we're just doing... And now here's Brose. We just... <laughs> sawhorse is just us doing karaoke of Disney songs. Yeah. And uh, not, it's yeah, just... Um, yeah, I'll make a man out of you. That's all it's, we're it, doing. That's it. It's just the baritone of that part. Uh, oh, speaking... Sorry. No, go ahead, Tim. Go. Total tangent. Speaking of Disney... Martha and I rewatched the live action Beauty and the Beast uh, this week, and one, still fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Emma Watson, mwah, chef's kiss. But also, the song written for that movie that does not exist in any other uh, rendition of Lion, uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Evermore. Has been stuck in my head that's a, for like a week. Plus that's a song now. the Beast sings, and, right? When Belle leaves. Yeah, when she leaves to go save her dad, and he's like climbing the castle and singing, just like one, ah, uh, heart wrenching. Like just no matter how many times I hear it, or like I'm singing along to it, which was a fucking ton this week. Uh, like doesn't matter how many times, every single time it hits a point, and I'm just like. The little tear in the corner of my eye just like can't help it. Not even watching the movie. I'm at work listening to the song and just like Tim, are you crying? <laughs> no, <You're> crying. <laughs> yeah, you're crying, you're crying about that's the Beauty you. and the Beast song, not me. <laughs> uh, and that song is a fucking bop. But I'm sorry for this tangent, but I love that. Song. I've, 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 I remember we, my wife and I saw that with with you and, and Martha years and years ago. Uh, and I remember liking the movie, uh, but I don't remember that song at all. So yeah. I have to go back and listen to it. I didn't until we rewatched it. And as we're watching it, it's like, I vaguely remember this being a thing because I was largely tuned out when we saw it. In I thought it fit. I thought it fit, but I don't remember anything about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The last question. Who is your first crush? Uh, Posey Wilson in kindergarten. Mm. All right. I'm like Posey was a cool. Wait. Yeah. Posey was a cool name. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, Hmm. but cool. And you're kind of cute and fun. I vaguely know what girls are. (laughs) Vaguely. (laughs) And then she didn't like me. Your pants don't have any legs. (laughs) That was it. There you go. All right. Posey Wilson. Uh, I don't remember who my, uh, my first crush. I'll just say, I'm going to say the first person I asked to a dance, and that was Ashley Nairman in middle school uh, in sixth grade. Uh, I remember asking Ashley, and I don't remember if I made it abundantly clear that like, yo, we're going to go as dates. Uh, but I was like, it would be fun if we went to this dance together, right? She's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So uh, <laughs> that was my voice, by the way. And uh, <laughs> and. So it tracks. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I re- I remember back then. Hi Tim, how's it going? So uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Ashley Nearman, uh, middle school. Uh, 
cute girl. And uh, I, I don't keep in touch with her anymore. She went to high school with us, but I barely talked to her in high school. Uh, so obviously, as you can tell, it went really great. All right. Uh, Rich, first crush. Uh, um, I think it's it was probably I don't remember this girl's last name. Uh, she moved away before, like, I actually really, like, like, I, I knew her because she was in all my, my main class, my, all my classes in, in elementary school up to, like, fourth or fifth grade, but I can't remember her last name, and I've, I've never even been able to look her up. But her name was Diana, and she was just, she was a cute girl that, like, seemed to be, like, cool to hang around with and talk with. It's just, I, I, like, I, I have... A memory of her, like, I was on the uh, the safety patrol, so I helped kids cross the street. And I remember, like, she lived, her and her family lived, like, on my street, but a block down. They were driving to school, and their car stalled, and it just shook back and forth as it was stalling out. And, like, from then on, like, we always had that joke. And I just, I, I think finally of that point, for some reason, I just kind of always had a crush on her. Mm. I can't remember, and I can't remember her last name can't really remember much about her at this point this is like mm-hmm. third fourth fifth grade something like that mm-hmm. was her last name diana and her first name was dirty no oh, was she dirty diana no. <laughs> I, usually i would go with the bit but this is like fourth grade i'm not there's no That's dirty funny. diana <laughs> you're only nine years old <laughs> uh sean who's your first crush my first crush was Jacqueline Murphy. Uh, so was mine. No. <laughs> uh, she was just a girl who went to my grade school. Um, she was very much not into me. Uh, so it was unrequited. But it's okay. Um, but yeah, she was just a girl. She, I thought she was pretty and... Uh, She's the first, she's at least the first girl I remember having a crush on. Like, mm. I probably had a crush on, like, one of my teachers or something before then, but. <laughs> yeah, man. Authority figures. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Any, uh, any celebrity crushes? First celebrity crushes? Um, it, uh, first was. Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Mariska Hargitay. Oh, that's Mariska! Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mariska Hargitay was my first, my first celebrity crush that I, like, Hell, legit yeah. remember. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, uh, Again, Sarah- authority figures. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a sense of a pattern here. She could put cuffs on me any day. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. That's a good one. Yep. Mine was Allison Robertson from the Donnas because she was on the cover of a guitar magazine that I had in like when I was 14. And I was like, oh my God. And she can shred. <laughs> like, yeah, so I was just like, oh, yeah, at 14, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, so I think I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Those are all the questions that we have for this particular round. Uh, anyone here have a closing thought or a take? I, I, have, I have a take if no one else Rich does. has a take. And uh, I'm gonna cede this to the Sweeten Show then. All right. Uh, so we are in the year 2021. It is May. And I am here to call out that um, streaming platforms have gone too far. We have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, 
Peacock, fuck Peacock, because they took away my Parks and Rec and um, uh, 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 Office from Netflix, um, and 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 a plethora more. But it has gone too far at this point because I've discovered that if you need your fill of Veggie Tales and Skillet concerts, you need to go to PureFlix.com and sign up for the all Christian content streaming service. Hell yeah. Duh? I've never heard of this until like last week. And this has just gone too far now. What's this called again, Rich? Pureflix.com. Pureflix. Yes. Alright. Duh. Please continue. It's like, it is just, it blows my mind that we now also have just a Christian content streaming platform. And we have just gone too far. We don't need that. We don't need Veggie Tales and Skillet concerts. We we need just good content. Like, and not saying Skillet's bad, but they're just way too religious nowadays. Um, what is it, Tim? Listen, if you just played me a bunch of Skillet music, I would have no fucking clue that they were Christian. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on this show, like, way back in the beginning, is, like, I loved Skillet. And they had a bunch of songs, and then someone's like, they're Christian rock. I was like, no, nah, man, they definitely that aren't. Jo- that the, genre like, draws a lot, like, Red, Thousand Foot Crutch. Like, yeah. yeah. All of them. So, like, and, and their latest albums, like, I, I guess I've just have been listening to them for the joy of music, so I haven't been listening to the, like, Yay, God! I, I, I mentioned Skillet and Jess. They're, they they have more than just VeggieTales and Skillet, but they actually have content made specifically for this app. It's not just Hallmark Channel stuff. Like, it's just, it blows my mind that we now, like, there's that many streaming platforms that we have a Christian targeted mm. platform, and I'm just... Have you never heard of EWTN? Uh, No. Yeah, so that's a Catholic like news like TV network show. So like this isn't new. So I guess that's where I'm coming yeah. from is like but, dude, Catholic Catholics have always had a TV show or like Christians have always had a TV channel. There's Bible Man for God's <laughs> sakes. Like this isn't new. It's just and Veggie Tales is definitely not new. So they've always had a platform for this. It's just like can we make more money? Everyone's making their own fucking streaming service. That's why Twitch is a fucking thing, so I can make my own streaming <laughs> service. Like, that's so to me, this is just like, duh. Look, I'm just saying we've gone too far. We've just gone too far. Did no they have more an sharing of Saving Christmas, that Kirk Cameron movie from a couple years ago. <laughs> so you're saying that we've gone too far for Chris, like there to be a Christian streaming network, but also OnlyFans. <laughs> you're down with that part. It's the same fucking thing. I would say it's the inverse. <laughs> it is. It is. Whatever. It is. All right. S- same thing in the sense that, like, that is a very can be considered niche market that is making their own streaming service. If anything, OnlyFans is better because the money is coming directly to an individual producing their own content. Whereas the other one is just like spreading the general good word, man. <laughs> but they're yeah. look i'm just i'm just i'm just uh i'm i'm raising the qu- i'm just asking the questions here like oh uh, there you go back to asking the questions <laughs> just 
Just putting this one out. Which question did you ask? I'm, food for, food I'm pretty for sure thought. you were dropping a hatchet. I, I was. I was dropping. Look, I just... Mm-hmm. A, a buddy of mine brought it to my attention last week or earlier this week, and I was just like, are you kidding me? I need to like just Rich kind of... Com- doesn't like just, just coming for the religious. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just need to rant about yeah. Pure Flicks. Come on now. Yeah, our God Pure is an Flicks. awesome God, but not to Rich Sweeten, who uh, <laughs> wants to make sure... No, nobody can view this god, this god content on uh, on Pinnacle Peak Features, a, a service that I did not know existed until tonight. Uh, how much? How much does it cost to subscribe to to Pureflex? Do you know? I I don't know. I don't know. But if it's from the grace of God and He really wants you to see it, it should be free. No, nah, it should right? because give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. Rich, I mean, you got to pay the piper at some point. What? <laughs> What get, did you? Uh, I said, give to Caesar what's Caesar's, and give to God what's God's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at oh, okay. this point, what I mean is, give back to George Washington what is George Washington, which is his dollar with his face on it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, weird. I didn't know this existed. Bizarre. Um, uh, it's it's ten ninety nine a month. Oh, that's a lot. What's Netflix these days? Like twelve fucking bucks. It's Hulu's twelve fourteen or oh, Hulu's like not that. twelve bucks. Hulu's like six bucks. Hulu's well, it depends. Hulu's fourteen for commercial free. Yeah, if you if you're trying to get out of the commercials, which I am, because fucking why would I watch commercials and also pay for them? I don't know, man. What's your thirty seconds worth? Like (laughs) (laughs) a lot. Apparently, it's another seven dollars a month. But it's and and that big ass raise isn't gonna isn't gonna cover all that. Uh, uh, but it will. <laughs> Sixty dollars extra a month covers all my commercials. Right, fine, go ahead and, and pay a billion dollars for Hulu, and <laughs> and I'll and I'll. Here's the thing, uh, not to, to, to completely derail Rich's take because I think it's a valid take, but uh, the, the commercial free thing on on Hulu is I've realized this uh, between because this past football season was the first year that I didn't really have uh, NFL Red Zone, and what I'm realizing is. When it comes to like the streaming services or whatever, there's actually a period where I kind of need the commercials to just like give me five seconds to get up and go get a beer or go get a drink <laughs> or something like that. And if it's just straight through, I'll just sit there and be like, oh, oh, I'm exhausted. Like, I know you can pause it, but like, I like the natural break of the commercial where I can just be like, oh, I can get up and go to the bathroom. I can get up and go get a drink or something. Like, I actually find that it's, it's a nice natural breaking point, even though it's not really natural. Yeah, I was... I mean, I was a whole. That just tells me you're not built to binge. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, I was... don't get it. Like my wife wants to binge stuff, and I'm like, "What about tomorrow? <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> we gotta watch this stuff tomorrow too." I was, I was a holdout for commercial free Hulu for the longest time, and then I started my recent rewatch of My Hero Academia, where you'll get a commercial, and then the two minute intro song, and then another commercial, and mm. then three minutes of the show, and then another commercial, and I was, just, I can't do this. Because mm-hmm. it's the same commercial every break. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's what's yeah. that's what did it for me was watching animes like back when Hulu was new, and I was like, "Oh, I'm yeah. not fucking doing this." <laughs> I think the, wor- the worst offender is actually Rich. Your 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 least favorite service, Peacock, which uh, Jen and I watched the producers a couple couple weeks ago uh, on Peacock, and because Peacock's a free service, they throw commercials in there, um, and it was just a, an abrupt break because that's just a movie. Like and it's just like a, a random break, like between scenes. Oh, Burger King, cool! Uh, in this in this period uh, period musical set in the fifties, sure. <laughs> Burger like, King. Here's here's my biggest problem with Peacock. It is a free service, but if I want to say watch Parks and Rec or The Office, 
I only get the first two seasons of each. The rest of them are behind a paywall, and the second pay, the first paywall, you then have to you you have commercials still, and I think they're still limited what episodes are available. You have to do the most premium to watch things like Office and Parks and Rec. Mm. I mean, that's not new. Any any time like on a cable uh, like cable provider if like stars had a free weekend or whatever and it's like watch all of our shit uh like da vinci's demons i could only watch the first mm-hmm. season and it's like nope gotta pay for the rest yeah. of like, but it's a free it's a free stars weekend what do you mean yeah you exactly pay for it? it's a natural expansion so, like, that, expansion and eventual new. contraction of uh any form of media uh over the last like 80 that's years how they get you. yeah that's yeah. what free samples that's, do yeah that's that's also the problem with like buying digital like digital video games and stuff. You technically don't own those games. You just own the rights to play them. And once the servers go down, if you don't have it downloaded, you can't get your games back. Uh, it sounds like you're bitter at Sony right now. No, I don't care. I really don't care about the Sony stuff. I'm not. It, it, he's like, not mad. In fact, he's laughing. It's it's no. It's <laughs> like plus okay. plus they also retracted that and are. Uh, keeping the PS3 and PS Vita uh, stores open. It's just Which is good, because I love the PS3 oh, store. It's just the PSP store that's shutting down. Uh, who cares about PS3? I have, a, I have a, a, a borderline hot take that the PlayStation 3 is actually the best video game system ever because you can play PlayStation and PlayStation 2 systems on, uh, games on it. Like As far as like, I mean, getting if, the most classic of games, then... I mean, PlayStation 2, you can play PlayStation 1 games on. Yeah, but like you also get all the great, like you can get all the Mass Effect games on PS3 that you don't have access to on the PS2. But you would need... Yeah, but really they're better than on Xbox systems you, anyway. So you, yeah. would, you would need a launch PS3 to do that. The later end PS3s didn't have backwards compatibility, I believe. Well, I'm talking yeah, about, I'm talking about the one... digital games. Like if you're going yeah. like emulator from the, the store. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that you can still do, but that's a that's a take for another day. Yes. Uh, yeah, we could talk about video games <laughs> all day oh, long. I, oh, I, I already have a podcast where I talk about video games. So I don't I've never heard it. of it. Uh, but if you people <laughs> want to find out about that podcast, Rich, where can they find you on Twitter? At b underscore walnuts. Uh, and how about you, Sean? At hey, it's sob. And you, Tim. At Timar Hansen. And we lost Matt. Which what's his Twitter and, handle? And Matt is at M Casnell. Is he? Is it M Casnell? Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> I, All right. Besides that point, it's plug time, baby. <laughs> Sean, if we want to see your frisbees, you see me frisbees. Ob disc golf on everywhere except Instagram, where it is ob underscore disc golf. And Rich, what's going on with uh, your stuff? Uh, check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. Uh, this week for PodQuest, I will be watching uh, one of the Godzilla movies I've been looking super forward to, Shin Godzilla. It looks to be one of the most ridiculous Godzilla movies out there. Uh, if you want to hear more about it, check out the show. Noted. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, and you and your pudding... <laughs> like to throw some frisbees every now and then i do at ob disc golf still and <laughs> ob underscore disc golf on instagram don't okay. forget don't mildly forget. redundant don't i never it. i have not said that yet today it's the first time <laughs> it's the first time for everything sean uh and tim i'd like you to tell me for again the first time this episode about the person in person podcast uh greg and gene person at anchor persons or person in person i don't know their website 
It's a new show for people who hate new shows by people who hate new shows. You want weird sports you never knew you needed in your life? They got you. You need weird food crimes because, like, listen, food is great. Why would you commit such horrid crimes Why? against food? People don't talk about the food on food crime problem in this country. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Food on food crime. Uh, although I strongly disagree with their take on Uncrustables. But besides the point... <laughs> Uh, these guys got you with their great humor, their hilarious takes on very interesting news that you will not likely find on your go-to news networks unless your go-to news network is the banals of Reddit. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Funny. Their release schedule has been lately Friday, Saturday. So, uh, enjoy. Last week they talked about the hot topic of, uh, competition hot tubs. Check that out. Competition hot tubs. Don't. Uh, the, the, it was competition sauna. Oh, sauna. Tubs. Sorry. Because because this was a, a banned sport. It is now a banned sport because somebody finally died. Yes. Although they're pushing for competition sauna pants, which goes off of a uh, product that they once featured. <laughs> well, you can find out uh, more about <laughs> competition saunas. Uh, uh, at personandpersonshow.com uh, and you can download the fine program anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Shannon Vogel who designed our world famous logo. You can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography uh, on Facebook. That's V-O-G-E-L uh, and on Etsy.com and our theme music is When by Steven Siebert uh, and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Alright guys. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Moose team, my name is Matt Kasno. Remind me why we smart about being stupid. Move. That's the end of the show. Move. 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 No, no, no more. Move. 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 Move